is happening. So I told him yesterday. I think it was yesterday, right? It was Monday. <laughs> Bro, you're like the worst negotiating. I don't, like, yeah, I, like, don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know that. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yesterday at work, we saw each other, and he's like, you know, and we're like, oh yeah. And then today, I just I ghosted him the whole day. I didn't text him at all. <laughs> <laughs> just it was, today was like one of those like weird days. I had to vintage start, Eddie. I had to start at yeah. two a.m. two a.m. Yeah. to four a.m. So it, it threw me off, and I took like a nap in the middle of the day. Like I just had to like I, took, I you guys are forgot. Funny, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another very special TV episode of Three and a Half Gentlemen, the podcast where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis of movies from our private collections, and one of us tries desperately to keep up. We'll let you decide which host is which, but for now, my name is Sean, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Jeremiah. Long live the Empire, yo. Eddie. I'll push and you pull. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Brandon. Never again. Jeremiah, you stole it. God, you, apparently there's only like three good lines in every single episode. Time, time out. Really? I want you okay. to know, Brandon, if he didn't say it, if he didn't say it, I was going to say it too. Oh, shit. Well, should we all just long live the empire? Nathan? And tonight we have a very special guest. Thank you so much for being here. We have Nathan, uh, who's been on the uh, podcast a couple of times. We really appreciate you coming on. Your insight into the Star Wars universe is always just absolutely on point and excellent. And so, uh, Nathan, welcome. Hey, so great to be back for Dathomir. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. <laughs> I, do have a, I have a quick question, Sean. Before we move on, I just have a quick question for Nate. Um, so listen, if you were to rate Empire Strikes Back on a zero being a perfect film and a five being a shit film, <laughs> where would you put Nate. Empire Strikes Back? Oh, man, it, it has to be zero. Thank you. Me. All right. Nathan, you can stay That's on. That's a good you same Star Wars fan. Okay. okay. That's a good <laughs> So, guys, as we finish the first season of Ahsoka, we want to remind you that we have several episodes that talked about about the bat story of Ahsoka Tano in the Clone Wars and Rebels TV shows. Make sure to listen to those three and a half gentlemen episodes to better understand the new Disney Plus series. As with every review we give, our goal is to answer one simple question. How many drinks does it take to get through the film? Or in this case the show that we just watched. Now, at the end of the podcast, we'll rate each episode based on a scale of 0 to 5, with 0 being a perfect episode that you can watch Stone Cold Sober, and 5 being sort of the episode that makes you feel like you've been stranded on a planet in a distant galaxy while your best friend jumps to light speed away from you. Mm -hmm. All right, with that, uh, what episode do we have? uh, I I couldn't come up with one. the final episode, so... Yeah, Brandon, tell us about the episode. I don't really know what else to say. (laughs) (laughs) Tonight, we're going to finish up the first season of Disney Plus's Ahsoka. With episode eight, we see Grand Admiral Thrawn and a stowaway Ezra finally head back to the galaxy we know and love while Sabine and Ahsoka are left behind. And additionally, we find out Balin Skull and Shin Hati are left to their own devices on the foreign planet while the fate of the universe is left up in the air. As of this recording, the season has an IMDb score of 7.8 and an average critic score of 86% and an audience score of 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. All right, I want to do something before we get started. In one word, I want you to give uh, your impression of the final episode. Let's start with Brandon. Disappointing. (laughs) Or disappointed, either one. I'll go. Uh, Satisfying. Eddie? Safe. Nathan? Meh. I like mad? Nathan more and more meh, every single no, time. Meh. Oh, meh. 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 
mine is enthralled. Oh, so enthralled. Um, I am <laughs> no, enthralled. Oh, okay. I think that Dave Filoni did something in this episode that none of anyone saw coming. He simply gave a conclusion to a story and started a whole new story <laughs> in one episode and said, I'm not going to give you any payoffs. I'm not going to give you any twists. I'm just going to set up the rest of the fucking Star Wars universe and ha ha, you are going to watch it. <laughs> but maybe that was the twist and the surprise. <laughs> He's like, all right, guys, you definitely need a season two. So sign me up. <laughs> I wish he'd called an M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, we needed something. We needed something. Let's take some, let's take some character arcs and some developments uh, one by one, uh, by one by one by one. Uh, I think we should start with the obvious. Uh, the thing that I think Brandon had the most concern with, the most issue with, we talked off mic a little bit, was um, the Ahsoka, Ezra, Sabine um, kind of fighting their way to Grand Admiral Thrawn. With lightsabers that literally are going this slow. My God, I couldn't stand it. Like, I don't care that it's not cartoon. I get that it's not cartoon. But Jesus Christ, if we got blasters coming at you, it was frustrating. Did anybody else feel like it was completely laughably poorly done? Yeah, that was my first impression when I saw that, too. I couldn't understand why they were moving so slow. Why was Ahsoka swinging her lightsabers really slow when the blasters are coming that way? Another thing that threw me off, too, is... Where does Sabine learn to, to mm. block la- laser bolts with the lightsaber? Exactly. Thank like, you. where did that come from? That's a good one. That's actually yeah. a good one. So I think I think I, I can answer. I can answer the second one. I can't answer the first one. The second uh, the second answer is I believe that when Sabine um, drew when, basically when when there you have that event where Sabine learned that she could in fact use the Force when she tapped into the Force, all of a sudden all her training started to come back to her. So if anything that had, that she had learned in the, in the past that had required the force, a quicker learning curve. Now what I'm saying is a yeah. quicker, there's a quicker learning curve. She learns quite early in the episode that she can use the force and she grabs the lightsaber. And I think that all of her training kind of seemed mundane. And then all of a sudden she understood that everything requires the force and that she's starting to feel the force, therefore her training is coming back. She should have gotten now that's kind of a cop out answer, and I realize that. Yeah. But I, I agree. I think I think that the uh, the three characters they felt they felt sluggish and slow. Ezra felt the best, but they still mm. felt sluggish and slow as they fought until they jumped. Um, I don't know three miles. Somebody, somebody put on the on the message boards, and it looks like the lightsabers weigh ten thousand pounds a piece. Yes. like that's how that's how how slow they're moving. They're all out of shape, guys. That's all it is. Ezra has been on the stuff on the you know he doesn't need he doesn't even have one. He doesn't even have one. You do see the difference of of I don't know if it's the props itself because I know. Uh, Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor, McGregor, you know, Obi-Wan, they talked about like it's changed over the times, you know, and when they were Revenge of the Sith, they were able to actually like learn moves and they were fast with it. And then, you know, they say, oh, it's, you know, it's different now with the props, actual lightsabers are props. So I'm wondering, is it heavier real life? Is it actually heavier? I feel like they're, they're missing the quickness. I don't know if they need to speed up the film. Yep. I don't know if they need to get stunt doubles. I don't know what they need to do, but the lightsaber battles in this show in particular have felt incredibly They sluggish. need Guy Ritchie to direct sluggish. one episode. That's all I'm saying. Guy Ritchie would just... Wow. <laughs> With the exception of Balin Skull. I think Balin Agreed. Skull's lightsaber fights have been pretty yeah. good. So, J- Jer, I know you want to just okay. rip me apart. Jeremiah, so you're shaking your yeah. head. 
No, I'm not gonna rip you apart. You know, I mean, you want you know Revenge of the Sith type of lightsaber battles? That's not what you're gonna get, yo. <laughs> I, I think them fighting as a Jedi gets the stormtroopers was one of the coolest fucking scenes of of the episode. I thought it was so fucking cool, and I like the fact that you have like three different fighting styles. I love the fact that you know Sabine is kind of using her blaster as she's using lightsaber, kind of like that you know Cal from like a Jedi Fallen and everything like that. Now, you know, I thought Ahsoka was like, you know, just doing whatever she needed to do to actually block the guns and shit. And Ezra is like a fucking like hardcore, like Kung Fu master and shit like that. I thought it was fucking cool, man. Like, you know, it can't be Revenge of the Sith all the time, yo. I did love seeing him <laughs> create his lightsaber. I thought that was... That was a nice throwback to like his master and shit. Your breath away, I man. thought that was beautiful. It was it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Um, what do we think about the uh, the the stormtroopers? Um, the kind of the I guess the dead troopers, the zombie troopers. What uh, Nathan? Nathan, yeah. what do you think? You know that was kind of confusing at first because you didn't know if they were dead or not to begin with. And when the witches brought them back to life, then you knew, uh, yeah, they weren't dead at first. Uh, they were called to make that sacrifice. You know, they were, they knew what they were getting themselves into, but did they know that they were going to be left behind? You know, did they know that? And that's the part that was kind of confusing that she just said, yeah, they're ready to make the, the sacrifice. Um, I can't, uh, I can't remember her name. Morgan. Uh, Morgan yeah, yes. Thank you. Yeah. But she said, you know, they're ready to make the sacrifice, but she didn't do she didn't say what that sacrifice was no, that we're going yeah, to make. Right. I will say this. I was worried from the beginning about Dave Filoni introducing an element of magic yeah. into the show like he did with Clone Wars or Rebels. And I thank God it was so subdued and so not not over the top. I thought the zombie troopers were okay. I thought they were kind of cool. You know, everything's kind of fair game in this universe. I'm kind of glad they didn't come back <laughs> to, to the prime universe. Um they didn't really bother me, but they also, I don't think added tremendously to the story. I would have much rather seen, um, you know, taking that time and gun and, and see what Balin was up to or seen what uh, Haiti was up to, or, or kind of gotten a better picture of what's going on. But I think this was part of, this was part of Dave Filoni's plan, which was to have these three, basically th- three, the three, the last Jedi that nobody knew were Jedi fight against an army to try and get to Thrawn. I think that was kind of, there, there's a scene there where they come up and she's got the white, two lightsabers and Ezra's on her left, I think with the green and Sabine's got the blue. And that is like, that's, that's that's Nirvana. That's heaven for Star Wars fans. How, when, when have we seen three Jedi go at an army of fucking, of, of fucking uh, yeah, I think we're, I think we're a little spoiled. I think so our too. expectations are a little high. They are high. <laughs> yes. yeah, I think rightful. So I think we, it should be high. I, I, we, yeah, we don't, I, I mean, we have a lot of history here and don't, mm-hmm. I don't want just don't drag a lightsaber. Like, Oh, any John woe can just pick up this like John wick and just say, Oh, look at this. I'll have the force in my body. I just know how to do everything in one big swoop. We, we did that in some of the seven, eight and nine. And everyone got real mad of Ray. All of a sudden with all this unexpected, you know, training that she just never got. And now she's the best. But that's the very criticism that we just talked about is that we have, Ezra, who hasn't wielded a lightsaber in at least ten years, we have you saying uh, that Sabine, Sabine is who has quality. really sucked. But he's saying that Sabine so, is quality. He, but she's it? not that good. She's 
she survives blaster shot. Yeah, but even as Soka told her, like, hey, Sabine, blasters, you know, you're not, you're, you're kind of sucking with your fucking lightsaber. <laughs> Use your fucking guns and shit. Help out the real way, Sabine. <laughs> I'm just going to say, dude, like, this thing has so much going on in, a, in like, barely in 45 minutes. You had storming the capsules. You had the Jedis versus the stormtroopers. You had really cool, badass action scenes. You had the second badass fight between Morgan and Ahsoka, which I thought that was one of the best fucking like lightsabers. Can Ahsoka just win though? I mean, <laughs> honestly, do you remember, do you remember the, the, the scene in, um, I want to say it was, uh, the cart, the, the, the shorts. Um, what was that called? Tales of a Jedi mm-hmm. where she faces that fucking inquisitor and she kills that inquisitor in like dude, 32 seconds. It's an inquisitor. The, They're weak sauce, dude. She no. had the blade oh, of talk- Morgan Elsman is yes, a magic witch with a sword. Mm-hmm. I agree. I just, dude, I, do you know what that sword is? What? No. That's the blade of Talza, man. That's the same blade that the grandmother used to fight fucking, um, uh, a Mace Windu Mace. shit. Mace, so really? she had she has some magic fucking powers on whoa, that whoa, shit. Whoa, where are you pulling this shit out from? Because I not check him. Fat is this real? That wasn't. Clo- <laughs> yeah, it was an episode of Clone Wars. Yeah, it was an episode of Clone Wars where Mother Talzin fights Mace Windu. There was a wait, sword. hold on. There was an episode of Clone Wars where Mother Talzin fights Mace Windu. On yes, with where? Well, on Dathomir. What? Yes. Now I gotta go watch this episode. I thought I I, that's I'm pretty impressed there, Jeremiah. (laughs) So how did it? (laughs) So yeah, she had a powerful fucking sword. Yeah, I do want to talk about something, Sean, that you mentioned because you you kind of stole my 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 thoughts right out of my head and started talking about the magic. And I got to be honest, it really didn't bother me up until this episode. And I realized I kind of took a step back, had to pause the, the show for a second, and just go we're really in star wars and we're talking about magic and witches and it, it just it hit me wrong now i don't know i get that that can sound kind of contradictory because we're talking about you know the force and jedis and and you know everything <laughs> flows from i get that i really do but at the same time i think that we we have to look at the force as more of a religious um you know ability whereas we got witches just all of a sudden we're just resurrecting the dead just left and right and we've got these three mother witches who uh are basically thrawn's a piece of shit nothing without these three right and it just it it really hit me a wrong way put a terrible taste in my mouth that we're just resorting to magic and i feel like it it's it's disingenuous to star wars so sean yeah i'm asking a series of questions uh, what bothered you most? The bringing back from the dead, or no? no oh, is oh. that is that what bothered you? No, I mean it, it was it was everything. So that yeah, the bringing back from the dead was was just so when when Ben Ben Solo brought Ray back from the dead, didn't like that one either. There is a difference when we're talking about one. And did you? No, 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 no. You can't do that. No, 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 no. Listen, wait. You can't. No, no, Sean. Bullshit. Listen, we all think either you like resurrection no, or you up. don't. No, we we all agree that Ray should have died and stayed dead. But what I'm saying here is this: Did you see what Ben had to go through to bring her back? Like that was a that was a trans transcending moment for him. That was not just a snap your fingers and they're back from the dead. That was one person being brought from the dead, I not agree. thirty different star stormtroopers who are just brought back from the dead, just like. Whoosh, and they are filled with this green with gaseous m- mixture of something that that they escape that escapes them. Where does it go when they die? I'm just saying we, we I, there's a difference between the force and magic. Nathan, isn't like it isn't like you know the mothers re- resurrect Darth Maul using that magic? They do with they they do with him, and they give uh, Savadro Press his brother 
he's like really this scrawny guy and they make him they infuse him with magic and make him this really big like force to be reckoned with did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear how can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients can we be healed with sound sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives in the podcast audio branding i explore all of this both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising marketing music and science to have a listen for yourself visit audiobrandingpodcast.com it's stealing away some of the, the the specialness of what star wars is that it's 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 this story of people and aliens who are, are are literally fighting against evil, but there is this this current of magic. I'll say magic, absolutely. But the force is not the same type of magic as we're seeing from, um, you know, from the Dothamirians or Dothamirites or whatever we're going to call them. I, I would agree with you, but we're not. I I, I don't think we're going to see a lot more of this. I don't think yeah, that, that magic is going to be the center point of any story. <laughs> yeah, I hope. I hope not. I hope Dave Filoni knows that he he shot his shot with this, and he that really shouldn't push this much yeah, further. That was it because <laughs> was because it. he also took it. He also took the whole storyline in a direction that uh, that Jeremiah has been kind of preaching since the beginning of the review of this show. That I was hoping he wouldn't go, which is the sister, the, the sister, the brother, and the father in you know wherever that that planet was mortis no that's what that's what the end of the episode right that he's actually on the father where the father's pointing out to the mountain or something like that you know and i don't know if that's like he's pointing direction to like mortis or something but i don't know but it's just like i i don't i think that going to that direction is so freaking cool because i think there's a lot of cool things that they're really going to introduce because you don't know what's going to happen I mean, like, we keep seeing Anakin in the last part of the episode. Is he going to be the father now? I mean, is he is he transitioning over there? You know, we don't have any of the answers or something like that, you know? I mean, you know, the owl, was it Morai? You know, she's there. Yeah. I mean, the owl's there, right? So if the owl's there, then you know that the sister's there. So there's, I think they're going to a direction that we're going to explore more to, which mom's I'm like, there really, too. Let's the mom's there. Yeah. Is she there or has she been banished over there? That's another thing. Bro. Are we going to go? See, are we going to see them? Are we gonna, is it going to be the, the mother that's been banished? Nathan, like, what do you think about the Indian? I mean, are you cool about like the whole like it bringing into this kind of lore <laughs> in a way where it's like, you know, the force, you know, you know, the force fathers and shit like that? And is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you look at the, the statue to the right was the sun. And then to the left was a daughter with like her head cut off. But if you look where Balin was looking at, he was looking at a distant mountain with the light being emitted from it. So what is he looking at? You know, what's there? What's going? What's in that mountain that he see that he's searching? You know, a lot of rumors mm-hmm. are going around that this is uh, the birth of the Force, this planet Peridia, and people are speculating about that. You know, if, if this is what if this, is this what he's looking for? So, yeah, we'll find out later on, but it's still, you're bringing Mortis, plus you brought in the world between worlds into this that were, mm-hmm. that have been the biggest controversy so far of Star Wars that have been I brought mean, what into happens the in, Star in Wars in season universe. two when they walk in, when they find where they're going and they walk in and there's a Jedi Council of all the great Jedis 
in Force Ghost form that have found their way back through the Force, including Yoda, including Obi Wan, including Anakin, mm-hmm. including you know so on and so forth. Even kind maybe like from the Mulan Old Republic thing. or something like that, where you, <laughs> yeah, where where you have kind of an ancestors. But in order to have that, no, no, it's a no, beautiful, I mean, beautiful. He's not wrong. Like it. you know, da, 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 the that's so funny. I love it. Uh, <laughs> but in my opinion, you also have. If you have them, you also have the other side, right? You have the dark. So you have the Sith coming back. And this would explain a lot if you're going to this temple. Let's just call it a temple where the force is born. You have the light and the dark and the dark escapes. That's how somehow Sidious returns. All of a sudden you have something that was gone that is brought back. Um, and that, that raises the question, can other things be brought back? Because I really do think Filoni is trying to connect the dots between OG trilogy and new Disney trilogy. I really do think he's trying to do that. That explains They're his, his return. Mess, it seems like it does seem that. Yeah, I think Eddie's right. But I feel like at least my, my perception of six to seven episode six to seven is that Sidious really never went anywhere that, that Palpatine never went anywhere that his, his evil just kind of lingered on. I, I, I don't know if it, if I'm going to be a huge fan of this idea of, of the Mulan and rushing them back in and, and you know, bring it back from there. Cause we've got to remember that we've got, what's his name? Uh, Snoke, right? Where's Snoke coming from? Where's Snoke originating from? Snoke was a clone of Sidious. Well, exactly. No, exactly. But, but was, it was Sidious always within Snoke, right? As soon as Palpatine died, did he transfer his soul over to Snoke at that point? Now we're talking. Now we're getting into Baltimore now, huh? We are. We are. Oh, absolutely. I'm not sure if I like the direction we're going here. (laughs) I tell you this much, man. I mean, I kind of got my wish in this episode. I'm like, none of my favorite characters got killed in this episode. Balin survived. Fucking Shin survived. Dude, I, I'm so happy. All I can, all I want is them to stay in this fucking planet, in this fucking galaxy, in this universe, and then everything. And guess what? It fucking happened. So I'm pretty happy about that. So, but what do you think about this? I mean, I know we kind of talked about it, but this power that, um, that Sabim has to be able to all of a sudden now I I could throw Ezra across with my awesome force. And then, oh, yeah. hey, and, and you pulled With me. My mind it was kind of funny, but overall, like, control. It, you know, Ezra question is like, Sabine, I'm not going to do that. She's like, hey, the longer you wait, the long, the further it goes. But I'm like, <laughs> I saw a meme out there that how it was supposed to happen, and it was him pretty much falling and dying. And it, the, the stormtroopers were laughing. It made me laugh so much. It's like, realistically, that's what should have happened. Because she's too new. She's too new for that of, of a weird, like, all of a sudden, what? All the, this is weird. I'm sorry. She moves a sword, she moves a lightsaber and all of a sudden she can move mountains. Can, can I can I ask a question? Was the the ship and you where's you Yang? Who Yang? They were fixing the ship. That's what I would have done is I would yes, have done, yeah. I would have had Ezra jump and have Sabine push and Ezra go down and then him rise on the yeah. ship. I thought Thank that would have been see, such why, a much see, better like Dave Filoni should yet, listen bitch. to us. So that would have saved <laughs> everyone would have been like more on that than like this random all of a sudden, she can throw somebody like four football fields away, and this like uh, Nathan isn't Sabine like a descendant of like that Jedi Mor- uh, um, Mandalorian? Um, I don't remember if she is or not, but the problem I do have is what were they trying to portray with Sabine that anybody could use a force? 
and or was it that she always had the force within her because if you watch rebels only thing they ever showed her in rebels was that she was making these like incredible jumps uh sometimes but they never portrayed her as having the force and then they bring her into this series as force potential but that's what i was trying to i was really confused about that part was does this mean that anybody could use a force or does she already have that inside of her and ahsoka saw that yeah, I've got the feeling that she was able to unlock the force because from my understanding she's from like she's from the 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 clan Ren, which is the house of Vizela, which is mm-hmm. also the uh Jedi uh, Mandalorian, the first Jedi Mandalorian Terra Vizela. Yeah. So I thought that if she's like descended from that that basically she's kind of has, you know, that that power from her so side in of Clone the family, War, I'm sorry, in Rebels, in we never get this idea that she is uh, this Padawan. Because to me, it just seems so out of left field from what I saw when, of Rebels. In, in the she, first episode, in the first episode, when we learned that Sabine and Ahsoka, that Ahsoka had trained Sabine, I was like, well, "That's that's that's new information from all the episodes okay. that I watched." I wanted to make sure for all yeah. Clone Wars, for all Clone Wars, for all. <laughs> I mean, there was always something there. But there was never any like direct evidence that she was a Jedi. Let's put it that way. Um, I, I don't. To think, be honest, I think that, that yeah. I don't think she is a Jedi. Even, I don't think Ahsoka's a Jedi. I don't think Ezra's a Jedi. And I think technically the last Jedi still falls in place because none of them are Jedi. You know, I, I, to be a Jedi is a certain rule. Well, they're not. They're just, not knighted. Exactly. I'm just saying technically, Dave is like, hey, yeah, I mean, it still falls in place. None of them are last the Jedi. The last Jedi is still this other one over here, and technically, all these other three are just people who know how to use a lightsaber. Technically, and Ahsoka is the best one. In all fairness, and I'll, let me just say, in all fairness, uh, when Yoda was asked, you know, was Luke the last Jedi? He said, "No, there is another." That did not necessarily mean Leia. It doesn't mean, just, and it just, doesn't mean one, right? It, there it, is yeah. others. Yeah. Oh, he said um, another, but there's I mean, others. I know. Others. There's I'm others. Trying, I'm trying, Sean. I'm trying to. Once you know, again, we, we, we once again, George Lucas really pigeonholed us into that a couple of things. <laughs> can, can we talk about Balin though? Uh, right, because so I, I feel I feel lied to with Balin. Like, what's going to happen with him as a character? Yeah. So I think he needs to be recast. I think that that's the only solution. Oh. And uh, I, I think that there is Brian some, Cox would be great at it. No, no, no. There, but I, I have some. I have some people uh, on on the interwebs that are making a suggestion. Okay. let's do this. Everyone, name an actor that you think that would be a good, like a good replacement for Ray uh, Ray Stevenson's. Which R.I.P. I think he is one of the highlights of this fucking series. I think he was so fucking good in the series. But who who would you say that would be the best person to replace uh, um, Ray Stevenson's for Balin Skull? I'll go first. I'll go first. I'll give everyone some time because mine might be more of a, right. a funny answer. Uh, I'm going to go Christopher Walken. God, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> where, where do you, fi- where do you See, find the lion? I'm going to go with Liev, 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 Liev Schreiber. Um, oh. I think that he has the look. I think he has the gravitas. I think he has a lot of the qualities that really he he's quiet but strong. He could he could pull it off. I think he bastard. Could that was mine. Uh, that was actually mine too. Actually, Sean, I think I thought Lee Schreiber would be good. I also thought of, um, is it Carl? no Carl? You're right. Oh, Carl. Carl, Carl Urban. Urban? Yeah. yeah. 
Carl Urban. Uh, I feel like an idiot now. I feel like an idiot with what I'm going with. And I was ge- genuine with this one. I was thinking Ron Perlman. No, Ron Perlman's a terrible actor. Well, he's a terrible actor, but I mean, I'm sorry. Eddie threw out Christopher Walken, and we're just going to pretend like that was a good idea? I was, bu- I was buying time, okay, for everyone. <laughs> Russell Crowe? You were buying time. <laughs> Russell Crowe's on the list. Gerard <laughs> Butler. Jeffrey Dean Morgan would be a very interesting no. choice. Uh, uh, Nathan, any any suggestions there? Man, that is that's hard. I don't even want to put a name out there because Ray Stevenson. You know what? When I wasn't too sure about the character when I first from the first episode, but oh, by the time yeah. we got done, he was my favorite. He he was so, amazing. No, so, was called. So my yeah. So here's here's my thing, Brandon. You're very close to what I'm thinking. Why think so? Balin has this pull, right? He has this like, oh, hey, it's pulling me to this. Why only him? Why only him? So let's just say there's, it's pulling other people, such as Mace. You know, let's say let's say Samuel Jackson comes back on screen somehow. I don't know. I'm just saying. And you know, let's yeah, I'm saying it. No one, everyone says he should have survived. Jedi's know how to freaking. I'm, I'm just saying it would be cool to see Jackson. Samuel Jackson as Mace come back and say. Oh, I was I, I I beat him here to it, and I killed him. Something I don't know. This is something that kill him off screen. Give him give him some some respect. Say hey, another yeah. another another I other Jedi, listen. dark Jedi. Somebody else got there before he did and killed him before he could. And he, you know I don't know. That's all we could do. Say I don't know. I, this could be pretty hard, at bro. Because like Balin Skull is like why not Mace? He's a he's Jedi the- master. I understand what you're saying, but Braylon Skull is one of the most interesting fucking characters that we've seen from Star Wars in a very long time. And it's almost like it'll be sad that we can't just, yeah. you know, maybe in the back of my mind we can go, you know, he's going through his destiny. He's going to just go and try to find out, you know. But I, I would love to explore more of that character, even though that Ray Stevenson really just knocked out of the park. You know, it's just like, how do you... But it's almost like Dumbledore, right? You know, I mean, like you have the original person that did Dumbledore. I mean, he really nailed that other part. But then you have Michael Gambon, rest in peace, by the way. Jesus, they're all gone. Um, you know, he brought his own kind of like way how to be Dumbledore, portray Dumbledore. So I think it would be really. Which was not Richard Harris, though. I'm sorry, Michael Gambon was terrible. Oh, I don't want. Uh, that's terrible. He was, he was all the problem. What? He made some of the greatest. Did you put your name only in the Goblet of Fire? Only one. Oh, God, you only have God's one sake. part of him. That was all. That's all you do with that. You always do the Goblet of Fire thing. Ian McKellen, bring him back for all wizards. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, just, he should. He should always play wizards. <laughs> only so, wizards of Magneto. It's all you're allowed to so, play. So let's <laughs> talk about Shin. Shin Hati. She is now going off with the Red Mercenaries. Or whatever the hell they yeah, are. Yeah, that was my sadness. That Where do you sadness. think she's going? Where do you think season two she's she's going? Is she is she going to create an army? Is she going to go defeat Balin Skull? Is she going to find some way to I don't know along with her other three get to you know Prime Universe? I mean, what, what do you think is going on with her? Because I was really surprised with the way they kind of dangled them off off screen, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh yeah, they're still there. What do you guys think? One by one. So I, I think that uh, if Balin is done, she's done. I think that it's almost like they have to leave them there as loose ends and and let them go because uh, here's here's what I like about recasting Balin. I know I'm going backwards. Is if you have someone like Russell Crowe, you could do flashbacks. She can have a mentor. She can have they can reunite. They can you can explore that story beautifully without a without Ray Stevens's character. You don't have anything. You have a girl who had three lines of dialogue who can fight kind of good. Uh, I don't think she's that interesting. I think what makes her interesting is that she had a, 
a, a, a Padawan master relationship with not a Sith, but not a Jedi, like a dark Jedi. And I think that's what made it interesting. So as far as, as she's concerned, I say leave her, leave her to kind of, if you're going to let Balin fade, let her fade too. Nathan. I just, well, what was the reason for Balin getting rid of shot, um, getting rid of her? What was the purpose of that? You know, he just tells her, you go her. your way, I go my way. That, and then now she shows up with the Marauders. And that that was out of nowhere. You know, there was no explanation behind that. There was nothing. You know, that that part was confusing for me. But yeah, I mean, like, where is she going to go? Is she going to try to find Balin after this now to see where he went? Or maybe he, a way to cover up the story, oh, maybe nice. she takes over his journey, you know, for him since maybe something happened to him in between seasons. That could be good. Yeah, we, you know, that we just don't know what's going, what's going on. I want to hop on what Nathan was saying real quick. And I actually really like this idea because Shin's dedication was to Thrawn, right? It was defining Thrawn. This is why, why there was that tension between her and Balin. It seemed like for so much now with, with Thrawn gone right now, her kind of purpose has been kind of taken away, which means that she's now just kind of this wandering duck. And if she finds, Balin on you know we have this like death moment where he says you know this is what I was trying and you need to carry it on for me that all of a sudden makes her that same interesting character that Balin was this whole time maybe not as deep and dark and interesting as Balin was but I think that that would help to complete the storyline that I'm guessing Filoni and crew had planned for him in the long run right I'm, I mean I, I think without Ray Stevenson's death we would have seen this carried through two seasons into the movie into maybe even a crossover series, right? I just feel like his character was cut short, so they're not going to stop his story. He is, right? Or he could have. And so they're not going to stop his story short, right? I think they're going to continue it on, but I think that recasting would just be disingenuous to the brilliance of Ray Stevenson. I really do. I think, yeah, I think you have to recast, but you have to recast big. You can't recast with Graham McTavish, uh, you know, an actor nobody's fucking heard of. You've got to recast with, Someone like Russell Crowe, someone who has an Oscar, for instance, like someone who's a legit actor replacing Ray Stevenson, that is an honorable replacement. Um, I think that, that replacing him with, you know, with, with a no name or trying to act like him, that would be disingenuous. Jeremiah. The Bailing character, it's, it's just too fucking rich. And there's just like, you know, it's, it's it, the sky is the limit with that character and i think that there, there's so much to it that i believe that even like shen i believe that she's going to go out for revenge i think that she feels like she's been left behind i think that there is still going to be the continuance between a master and apprentice and i think that you know somehow some way that if they were to continue that story their paths will cross whatever he's trying to do which i believe like you said last episode that like he was trying to prevent her not to be a part of that because of the danger that she uh, he's going to be going through so like to me it's like i want more of that character i want more of their their their, their arc together and i think that if you can't bring balin back you know then you can't bring shin back dude i mean do you think that she'll resent him jared do you think that she'll resent him and cause him her to go after i him? believe that she feels like she's betrayed dude in a way she feels betrayed you know yeah, exactly i mean let me let me throw this out out there before we get too much further it could be her that unleashes the dark side at the temple 
She could hear the calling. Oh, she could, I mean, she could be the response because of her betrayal. This is what happens. She has literally fallen, fallen, fallen. So that's what makes me think, Sean, I like the idea. I'm going to build off what you're saying. I do think it's the dark side calling someone because the light side is following Ahsoka. Ahsoka's already living. She's there. And the dark side's trying to find someone. And it's that's why it picked Balin, and now from Balin it's under to possibly to Shin, because I, I feel like that's it's something that it's it's, it's a move on to the next character, which is interesting to me because that means that what we saw is what Filoni and crew had planned for him for season one, which is to to kind of strand him by its end, and which I think is interesting because that definitely opens up the need, not the possibility, but the need for a big part in next season. I don't think that they're just yeah, going to... I see what you're they saying. can't leave these two by the, the wayside. And quite frankly, I think he's too good of an too good of a character not to explore a spin-off show, uh Rise of the Dark Jedi, something like that where you've got, you know, you've got him from the escaping Anakin uh, at the Jedi Temple and then deciding to go off on his own. He's too interesting a character. It's because Ray Stevenson made this character so beautiful. I want to know what happens to it. Hey, Nathan, can I ask you a question? Like, what do you think? Do you think it is the dark side of the force? Do you think it's like the sun? Or do you think it's like the mom that was banished? I mean, what do you think that's over there? I mean, do you even think that's anything like that? My assumption is going to be that it's it has to be the force somehow. There's some power, because he said it before, that there is something there that he has Shinati. You know, do you feel it? There's something here. So he's searching for some type of power, and it has to be coming from there, whether it's the force or some other something that we haven't even explored yet. But I, that's what he's been. That's what he was looking for. And I agree with. We, we need to see more of this character. I have no issues with recasting. Like if you go back to even the last Skywalker, I was okay with them cast, recasting Carrie Fisher, and I was one of the few people that felt that way because I wanted to see more of Leia. Yes, you know they just don't kill her off. Yeah. So I have no issue with them recasting, you know, to to show us more I think of a character. You should recast young Luke and young um, Leia and Bring young Han, stand, and dude. I think they should incorporate them in. They should incorporate them into all these storylines because they're it's doing a disservice to the story not to have them on screen. And quite frankly, I, I think they're okay with it. Like I think it's okay. Bring back bring back Andron Eldritch or whatever the fuck his name was that played Han Solo. Bring back a young Luke, bring back a young Leia, and let the story play out. Let us watch it. It's great. If they're going to do a season two or, or if this is going to go into the Filoni movie, they have to bring in the three. They have to, some way, somehow. They cannot let the story go knowing that the role that the three played and not bring them into, into the story somehow okay. to deal with Thrawn. Because even if you look at Era the Empire. It was them that, that were dealing with Thrawn. So Sebastian Stan can only look like Luke, like Mark Hamill, so so much more longer. Like bring him in already. He looks he looks like yeah. Luke. Let's bring him in right now. <laughs> like he even said, "I want to do it." Like why not? We, why don't we have him yet? Nathan, do you think that they're going to actually kind of take a lot of like you know a lot of pages from the Air of the Empire, or do you think it's just going to be totally something different moving forward? With if they decide to go with season two, going to like you know Filoni's movie, I would hope that they do. I will hope they will bring some of the details from those books into it and bring some of that storyline. Um, 
that would be that would be good to see because I mean we saw even in Mando three that one of Thrawn's right hand people was was there in the council talking to yeah. um, Gideon. So in that part, he, who is that? He was Who's in that? the books. Um, also, I can't remember his name, but he was one of the people who were saying that. Yeah, he you was know, the Thrawn one that was like supporting, yeah. like you know, the Thrawn idea when they were doing like this secret meeting between all the so like all the generals and shit. Cool. And he was like, "Yeah, we still have Thrawn," and everyone was like, "Yeah, right," you know, and shit. I didn't know that. That's very cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you guys think about the last part of like you know having Anakin there and just kind of having like the his uh his Force Ghost, so to say? This kind of like is the first time we've seen his Force Ghost here, you know. Uh, so I'll go first on that one. I anytime Anakin Skywalker comes on screen, it's a plus. Um, anytime we get to see Hayden yeah. Christensen, it's he is he has successfully rehabilitated any any problems he's had from the original trilogy or from the uh, prequel trilogy. He is Darth Vader. He is Anakin Skywalker. I think that anytime he's on screen is a blessing. And got, get this man a show. Um, get this man a show. I want to see him. I want to see him more. Whatever Seriously, it takes. Like, use go. him now. Everyone wants to see Clone <laughs> Wars in live action. Let's see him with Ahsoka. People want this. Like a secret mission. Yeah, or just like just something more of Hayden. Like and like it's he people love him. I think I realize I think people realize what they had and they didn't really appreciate at the time. It's like he is he is definitely Darth Vader. Like he plays it hundred percent. I want to rewatch all the movies with him in it and just give him more more love towards that because he i think he he nailed it and we just i didn't appreciate it at the time so i was too young to understand what's going on brandon no i mean i i think i uh surprisingly at this point agree with sean and eddie um that it was a great <laughs> it was a great callback it was a great throwback i don't know if it was necessarily needed in the sense of like perpetuating the story or bringing that cliffhanger back but i do think you know we, we've said this a lot uh throughout this this foray into ahsoka I think this of of all things that we've seen through eight episodes is fan service 100% because this is what we've been wanting. We've been wanting the Hayden Christensen return and what better way to end the series or sorry, end the season than with this moment that we've all been, or this character that we've all been wanting. I think that it was a great, yay, there he is. But beyond that, was it needed? Absolutely not. But did I did I get a little bit of excitement out of a, a very very disappointed viewing experience? Yes, I did. I, I'll go next, and um, I understand what you're saying, Brandon. I feel like it was needed in a way because I think um, we were able to see Anakin, like you know, to be watching over Ahsoka, and he's proud of her. He passed everything his knowledge to her. You know, he's at peace now, and I think it, it came to a full circle. Of the story between a master and an apprentice, and I think that's what we need to hear to have that conclusion for this chapter between Ahsoka and Anakin. So I thought that was the perfect way how it ended. Jer, I'm not mad. I'm not mad either. Yeah, I'm not mad at you for that. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it. I believe it was needed. I believe they needed to show him at the end, just alone because of the episode where we saw her in the world between worlds, and that whole conflict that both of them had. And what they had to go through, what she had to overcome, uh, was she feeling guilty or not because he became Darth Vader? Uh, I believe that they needed to show him at the end. So to for her to have that closure that everything was okay. You know, Nathan, I respect and she's, you. She's going on the track. She's going on the road that she needs to go on. 
it's kind of confirmation. It's kind of confirmation that she is on the path that she was meant to be on, which is that to me is why this is, you know, I know Brandon, you didn't like the fighting or you didn't like the storyline. There was no big twist, but we have a moment at the end of this episode where Ahsoka is confirmed to be on the right path. She is exactly where she should be. And this is something that she said early on uh, with Hu Yang. They were talking and Hu Yang said, the force does not give you the answer. I'm I'm paraphrasing it, but it shows you like it it gives you inspiration or something like that, where it it doesn't tell you what to do, but it, 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 it shows you the right path. And this is her path. She's got her owl. She's got Anakin as confirmation. She is supposed to be there, which is very exciting because I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm happy that she's in the right and not the wrong because she is lost consistently. And I am very happy to see that she is on the path to winning. God damn it. Eddie. That, that was amazing. I do feel, I mean, I, I, I want to save this for the end, but I do feel like they missed the mark with Ezra with a point where you could have brought in Kanan with not seeing the four strokes, but maybe hearing Kanan in the background for with Ezra. Like they had a, a moment there where a couple different moments with Ezra. Like, I want to know his backstory. I want to know, has he been training? Has he been sitting there? Like, I, I want to see more of like, okay, he maybe has tapped into something that has gave him some confidence with, okay, he's tapping into some knowledge with Kanan still. And I want like something to be like cool would have been like, okay, I can, I'm getting information from my uh, master Kanan here a little bit. You know, that would be cool to hear like some type of knowledge in his, like, unless a whisper, all you, all I wanted was a whisper saying, you know, believe in the force. Don't forget. Or, you know, uh, uh, you know, something. Yeah. Something, I, I felt yeah. like they missed it there with him. I think you got the throwback. I think that you got the throwback you were looking for. It just, it just didn't satisfy you when he was building the lightsaber. And you realize that the lightsaber he was building was essentially yes, Kanan's perfect. lightsaber. Yep. I think that 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 did give you a little bit of payoff, but it just quite wasn't was like, what you were on, looking for. Bring Freddie Prince Jr. in. Just bring him in. Like I want to see him. Yeah, I thought we would. <laughs> There's a part of a closure here with this episode here because we got Ahsoka and Sabine. They were able to get Ezra off. They were able to get him back home. Right now, this is a chance for him to actually, you know, to work with Hera. And prepare the the new republic to fight the heir of the empire, you know. So I feel like you know it kind of came full circle from where he left in rebels to save everyone, you know, Thrawn, in order to like come back and prepare everyone from Thrawn. So I think that was a cool closure part right there that actually is going to go further into the next chapter, whatever this series is going to be going to or the movie. So I'm pretty fucking excited about that. It also may answer the question. It also may answer the question. Uh, hey, where was Ahsoka during this period of time? I'm okay with that. <laughs> I mean, sorry guys, she was off. She was off planet dealing with uh, bigger things. <laughs> Nathan, before we go off, Nathan, what do you think about the last part with Ezra? You know, the whole kind of uh, reunion. And did you expect more out of it? I did. It was kind of like when Chopper came up to him, kind of like Lassie coming up to, you know, finding oh here's my master kind of thing. Um, I wanted Hera to show a little bit more excitement when she saw Ezra. Um, maybe run up and give him a hug or something. Um, Acknowledges, but <laughs> yeah. Instead of you know, just because I mean, how many years? Mm-hmm. Ten years have gone by, and 
Yeah, so yeah, I would like to see a little bit more. To me, the only step he needs to go now, he needs to find Luke. And to me, that would be the best possible scenario for him is to go find Luke, help him out with his training, and help him to where he needs to go with being a Jedi. Nice. And that brings us to the end of our review. Now it's time on the podcast where each of the hosts provides a score on the following scale. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yo, how he was a badass at the end of the fucking episode where he was just like, yeah, you fucking failed. I won. Peace out. Long live the Empire. And he just went with the hyperspace. Eddie, sorry. Provide our scale, please. Zero, the perfect episode. You don't need shit to enjoy it. Uh, one, feel good for Strattel. Two, a happy buzz. Three, you're going to Uber looking home. Four, rough morning walk to shame. Five, blackout, shit face, spring break drunk. Oh, God. Hopefully it's not that. Uh, gentlemen... Brandon, with Jeremiah, Brandon. He, fuck you. Oh, all right. Well, I'm going to set the bar really <laughs> low for you guys to, to clear up my best then. All right. So I'm going to quote, I'm going to quote Sean and say, <clears throat> Brandon, I know that you didn't like the lightsaber fighting or the storyline. What the fuck else is there, Sean? <laughs> there's, there's a couple good acting performances, I guess. Listen, I'm just going to say that that for seven episodes, we have been building up to something great. And no, I don't need a special reveal. I didn't need a, a cameo. I didn't need an oh my God twist ending like M. Night Shyamalan. I really don't. What I do need is continuity and consistency with a storyline that you've been telling. And I think that we we got too far away from that in this episode. I think that Filoni or or the other writers or whoever we can we can kind of point the finger to here, we can just say that they had the ball and they dropped it. Now, not to the point where it's gonna hit the ground and the egg's gonna splatter all over. I think they can catch it. I think that they can they can rectify the situation. But I do feel like to leave us on the edge of our seats for, you know, months on end until season two comes out, we really, we really missed a mark here. Um, I think that uh, the action was laughably bad, and I think that that's unfortunate. And 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 Jeremiah, I, I get what you're saying, kind of, but why can't it just be Revenge of the Sith? Why can't we have the same quality of of lightsaber battles? Why can't we have, you know, uh, you know, the kind of lightsaber battles we've become used to? It it, it so that was problematic. The storyline was was not good. I know, you know, Sean. I texted Sean and I was like, "Did you really like this?" And he said, "Yeah." And I said, "It was it was really frustrating to me." And he said, just because you didn't like the ending doesn't mean it's frustrating and bad. And it's not that I didn't like the ending. I think that it just didn't match what we've been building ourselves towards. I'm fine with Thrawn getting away. I'm fine with the three of them getting stranded. I am absolutely fine with that. The problem is how we got there. And for me, uh, it, it was not It was not good. Uh, it was a 3.4. That's what I'm going for. It was a 3.4. Wait, start again. Can you start back in a few sentences? Yeah, you were he's, breaking he's, up on that. The force definitely stepped in there and did not like that score. <laughs> and you're going to ruin an entire series over a show that ended on a cliffhanger that no, you don't have the conclusion for. If I had Yoda in my life, he just stopped you. Like, no, Nathan, Nathan can go ahead. <laughs> like, you realize you're judging, you're judging the, like, the, first, the first bite instead of the, oh, God, okay. Go ahead. It's, go ahead. Go ahead, Do it, Brandon, do it again? No, 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 no. I am, I am judging the episode. Judging the episode based off of what I saw and how I felt, which is our mandate, my my honest to god reaction was: this is a three point four. This wow, is really uh, bad. We're lifting home, and I'm drinking on the drive. It was bad. I I, I was so mad. I was pissed after I watched this okay. episode. Three point four. That is fucking. Yeah, that aggressive. is pretty aggressive, dude. <laughs> Anger has taken over him. 
That's anger right there. Honest. <laughs> anger. I was so pissed. Oh, I, I'm going down the dark side. Yeah, bring it on. Sean, you're up. <laughs> uh, all right. So um, I think this this episode uh, was brilliant in a couple of ways. Number one, I think it it uh, it subverted all expectations because it didn't pay off in this massively fantastical way, but it also left us a huge amount of breadcrumbs to follow and a wonder for seven months, eight months, what the hell's coming next. And there is, I, I can tell you right now, there is nothing better than speculation. Payoff is a bitch. Speculation is everything. <laughs> Wondering what's going to happen next. Being on, you know, being able to talk about it, w- talk about the characters and talk about the universe and speculate over what's coming. That's way more fun than a payoff any day of the week because the payoffs are 50% with Star Wars are 30%. Um, so I, I do think that for that reason, it was, it was kind of super, super brilliant. I like the direction it's taking. I liked that Ahsoka's finally on the right path. I liked the, uh, I liked the lightsaber battles. I thought I agree with Brandon. They're slow and they're, they're a little lethargic, but I think that's because they're untrained Jedi. Um, you know, Ahsoka is now, she was a teenager during the Clone Wars that's like 40 years ago. So I can forgive her that. I thought the fight with Morgan Elsbeth was, was pretty badass. I thought that Morgan just destroying one of her lightsabers was really cool. Um, I loved Ezra creating his own lightsaber. Uh, Bale and Skull, I think we were, we were definitely stolen uh, from his storyline. I really hope he's recast. I really hope we get to find out what, what happens to him. But once again, all of this is exciting for the future. I have never been excited like this for the Star Wars future in the last five years. I mean, there's been no projects except for perhaps Mandalorian season one that I've been super jazzed about. This is the first time. So I'm still excited about it. So for me, I'm going to give it a 0.25. Would you give it a 0.525? A point two five, Sean. This is this close to a perfect episode, is what you're saying. A perfect episode, <laughs> well, Eddie, Sean. Eddie, go ahead. Um, so this episode was. I have to agree with parts of what Sean was saying. Is this is Star Wars that you know what we never got that we've wanted this. We we really wanted this. Um, I do think Dave uh, gave us uh, little bit breadcrumbs. Uh, on purpose uh, i think this was on it was uh, he's a he's a mastermind of what he wants to give us when he wants to give it to us um he is the master now he's now an apprentice to george lucas so we have to just be patient um but it's something that uh that you know what i didn't like the the zombie stormtroopers i thought that should have been last episode i thought they they missed the timing of that uh, when like everyone was guessing the zombie troopers they should have done it then with the whole first time that like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I feel like it was just, it was one of those things. It's like, Oh, now it comes. And then it was just weirdly like, Oh yeah, let's just throw this in there too, to, you know, make it crazy for Ahsoka and uh, Ezra. Uh, I do think they missed some Ezra moments where he, they, people want to know more backstory of him with what he was doing this whole 10 years of, was he training uh, overall? Everyone just thinks he, this Ezra kid was just talking to snails for 10 years. Like, what was he doing? Uh, I feel like for this season, episode five was its best episode. I think the shadow warrior was the best episode. Uh, I do feel like, you know, this is an episode that it's just, 
it's hard, it's weird to say, but it, it, it's an episode that it's uh, what would we call it? Like it's a filler episode. It's like an episode that like I would imagine there's a ninth episode after this. Like it's just, I I was kind of confused that this is a season finale. So with that, I'm it's gonna lower my score. It's still pretty for me. It's better than the average episode than what Brandon was saying. But I'm not going to what Sean was saying. Um, I, I miss Balin. I miss Shin. They, 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 they wanted. I wanted more of them, less of Ezra and Sabine. So I'm gonna honestly give this a 1.95. That's what I feel like. I'm gonna give this right below a two, a 1.95. Jeremiah, Nathan, do you want to step in next Ahsoka season because I think that I'm not. I'm not gonna be welcome here. <laughs> I mean, Brandon, you're so emotional. You let fear lead to hate and hate lead to suffering. You're the reason why Vader is alive, wait, wait, wait. bro. Anakin had a choice. Anakin had a choice, and you chose Vader. Okay, you <laughs> chose the darkness. I'm emotional. You if I'm emotional, the darkness. Sean, Sean, who are you when you stare at your belly button for, for one, 20 Brandon. minutes? You're supposed to bring balance to the force. <laughs> I'm looking at. I'm looking Jeremiah, at. Facts. I would love to hear you. Your facts are wrong, Jeremiah. I want to hear your facts. <laughs> no worries, guys. Um, I love the fact that Part Eight wasn't much of a finale ending but more of a bridge to the next chapter of this story here for me part eight was like the icing on the cake that i wanted and more already to a series that provided some of the best star wars i've seen in quite some time yo every actor was spot on in this fucking series dude beautiful action i don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about the lightsaber battles man i thought it was like the coolest samurai battles battle scenes and everything like that i thought it was fucking amazing dude (laughs) I did watch it. I kept watching over and over, just being like, all wonder of it, man. Fantastic visuals, dude. The effect was fucking great. And you guys, you know, we, Kevin Kiner, man, give him the keys to the being the next John Williams, dude. That guy knows how to write a fucking score. He is my soundtrack, dude. And seriously, yeah, the, you know, the ending didn't wrap up all the questions, but just like Empire Strikes Back and, and, and Attack of the Clones, it pushes you further to more of a larger world. And I like that to the next chapter, dude. That's fucking cool shit to me, man. But the best part of this series, man, is that the overall message is that everyone can find a substance to who we are, but the redemption that we can find to balance, make us all whole, dude, that was the story of Ahsoka, dude. And that's what's so fucking cool about this series, dude. Star Wars is back. Bring me on season two. This is a point eight for me here dude i fucking love this i watch it over not once but three times i thought this was a fucking fun episode dude that's just me guys i accept you into my heart jeremiah <laughs> thanks dude <laughs> <The> dark heart. <laughs> nathan nathan around us out dude. please <laughs> yeah yeah i really feel this is a, a i think this is it, it, like you said jeremiah it's an empire strikes back ending there's a lot of things that still need to be answered. What was in the crates that they're bringing over? They end up going to Dathomir. They have the witches. Are those are those night sisters in there that they're looking to bring back, or are those the old crew? I mean, what's in there? We don't know. Um, how is Thrawn going to get his army? You know, like Palpatine was brought up earlier. Are these the people that make up Palpatine's force? you know, in the future that we saw in mm-hmm. episode nine, you know, mm-hmm. are those going to be those people? I mean, what's going on with Balin? What's going on with Shinti? We got the, re- the, the roles are reversed now mm-hmm. where Ezra's back <laughs> and now Ahsoka and Sabine <laughs> are stranded. And this is all leading up to the Filoni movie. This is what everything is leading up to. Mandalorian, skeleton crew coming out, Ahsoka, you know, that's all leading up to it. And we just have to wait and see what's going to happen. 
Uh, the episode itself was okay. I wanted to see Zeb. I was disappointed they didn't bring him in. The fact that they did show him in Mandalorian, I was disappointed they didn't bring him into it. Um, I wanted the question answered of how did Ahsoka find Luke? You know, how did that come about? Why was that? I wanted that to be talked about during the series, and it never was. But Ahsoka is my favorite character. She, her, and R two are my two favorite characters. And so I can't hate this one, but it, I would give it a 1.5. A respectable score. <laughs> uh, Eddie, when you take those uh, five scores uh, and add them up and divide it by five, what does the the last episode of season one of Ahsoka earn? Uh, usually my, my counterpart helps me here. So he, <laughs> he, oh, he, he, he fucking hear. walked away from he you, dude. Hear. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's a one point five. I think You're it's a one point five eight. Wait, tell me, bro, Brandon, you are you are on mute. You're on. It, mute. It's not coming in. Oh shit! You said a one point five, Nate. Yes, it's a one point five eight, bro. Yeah, one point five eight. That's what I originally got. I just want to make sure. Usually, I have somebody that confirmed my score, and I was all by myself. <laughs> I was like, I think I got one point five eight, but. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it's a 1.58. Oh, wait. There you go. There you go. Is that better? He still you can't, can't hear? hear. No. You know what? Plug, your, plug him in. Plug it's him, funny. Plug the him force, in. This is when the force jumped in, and it just kind of... Thumbs up if you can hear me. Yes. You can hear me? Fuck, I can't hear a single <laughs> thing you guys are saying. In that case, Nathan, I don't know what you gave me. God damn it. I appreciate you. That's, wait, a- that's what a balance out... What did you put, Nathan? <laughs> Listen, at least you're smart enough not to well, put a point between before the I'm numbers. saying sometimes That's you I'm get saying. across to the dark side. <clears throat> With that, Jeremiah, where does that put us on the uh, on the list of episodes for season one of Ahsoka? As funny as this is going to sound, this is the worst episode of the series. It is the worst episode of the series. I think it's true. But it's 1.5. I mean, <laughs> seriously, other episodes in like different series would be like, oh, that's a great fucking score. But yeah, it's a 1.5. Eight, it is the worst episode of the series, and it gives us a series average of a zero point nine one five, which is so. I would say this is the second best series. The we've done? second best series that we've done. When you average all the episodes and all the scores for episode eight here and everything, and Nathan's score, it averages a zero point nine one five. Obi one just let you guys know that it was a one point zero two five. So this comes in a strong second place of all our series. There you go. I think it's a good spot for it. I think it's where it should be. <laughs> um, so first first of all, um, I want to thank, or we want to thank, Nathan. Thank you so much for being here, for contributing to this last episode. We hope that you uh, consider coming back next season when we explore season two of Ahsoka. We'd love to have you more on, uh, not more on, on more uh, <laughs> as we go through movies. If there's anything that you want to uh, you know, jump on to, Jeremiah and Eddie can work on getting you the list, and we'd love to have you more. Uh, really appreciate you, buddy. And, yeah, definitely, and once dude. Again, your insight is always just spot-on fantastic. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on again. Anytime you want to talk to about Star Wars, I'm there. Uh, I love it. Love it. <laughs> love it. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So uh, if you're a fan of the review or a fan of the podcast, we ask that you please subscribe wherever you're listening and give us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, you can follow, find us on Instagram at the.gentlemanpodcast. You can visit our website, thegentlemanpodcast.com. Or if you want to reach out to us by email, you can do so at hosts with an S-H-O-S-T-S at thegentlemanpodcast.com. Uh, we just want to thank you so much for listening. This has been a labor of love. There's eight seasons of Ahsoka. We did, you know, at least, I think, they say 15 episodes of Clone Wars and Rebels. Listen, I just want to be clear. Uh, I can't hear a fucking yes. thing that anybody's saying. So, Sean, you can stop talking for a second because I'm going to say this. I think that this season was fan-fucking-tastic for seven episodes. I just think that eight dropped the ball. Can I wait for next season? No, I can't. Will I be here? Damn straight I will. Nathan, here's your open invite to, to episode one of our recap of Ahsoka <laughs> season two. I'm just saying, it just better be yes. better than episode yes. eight. That's all I'm saying. So keep talking. Clink, clink. Cheers, gentlemen. <laughs> like I said, this has been an absolutely wonderful experience. And uh, thank you for going on it with us fans. And uh, we look forward to seeing the numbers on this one and seeing that you know more and more people are listening to us. If you really want to help us out, tell your friends, tell your, your family. Uh, as we move into the holiday season. Tell your Padawans. You know, your apprentices. Tell your Padawans. <laughs> Everyone, dude. <laughs> So thank you so much. Did he literally drop the mic or did he drop his lightsaber? Because I don't know what that's now. What? <laughs> <laughs> Once again, thank you all for listening and cheers, gentlemen. Cheers, everyone. May the force be with you. <laughs>